<laughs> Good morning. <laughs> you. So how are you doing? How are you managing with uh, this whole lockdown scenario? Take away the all the all the horror and uh, sort of tragedy going. For me personally, it's been a game changer for my kind of uh, music. You know, it's 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 given me the time to sit and write. Um, and you know, and I've come up with uh, my last EP is just it's been uh, it's been so well received both sides of the Atlantic that uh, I would never have done it had it not been for lockdown, had it not been for the fact that. At the beginning, you know, at the beginning of lockdown, I was quite, um, you know, quite worried. And uh, my, my whole thoughts were really, I don't want to be in London. I want to be home in Murray. You know, I felt that's where I wanted to be, where I wanted to take my family, where, I, you know, I just felt safer. And and I think because of that, I was sort of thinking about home, you know, thinking about Scotland, thinking about um, just those sort of Scottish connections. And this, this EP just popped along. Good, good stuff. I must admit, one of the other hats that I tend to wear, um, as well as doing my radio stuff, is I also do some agency work for, you know, entertainers, singers, that kind of stuff, um, because I used to um, perform um, myself okay, um, yeah, yeah. Quite, quite a number of years ago. And I've been trying my best to find the alternate ways for the people that I represent to try and get them, you know, making some money, um, yeah. because obviously they can't go out and perform. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I think that was the, uh, you know, playing live, it's it's where I sell my merch, you know, it's where I can, you know, it's where I sell CDs, it's where I, I can really talk to people. And I think that connection between, you know, musician and your listeners, it's it's really, um, it's kind of critical, really, you know, I mean, people get to see, you know, they get to hear your music, but they get to engage a bit more with you at gigs and uh, I think you know to see all my gigs uh, literally wiped out pretty much overnight I mean I've had a few and I've had a few recently but very strange and you're very disengaged from the audience uh, you're a long way back there's you know a third of the people in and once you finish playing you're off you know you, you don't hang around you don't really get a chance to you know, sit and have a drink and, you know, and just kind of, so, yeah, it's... Um, yeah. I mean, certainly up here uh, in Scotland, to the best of my knowledge, there is still no live gigs going on at all. But fortunately, um, most people have been turning to online um, yeah. and, and putting stuff out online. And one of the other arms that we have at Indie Live Radio is the Independence Live Streaming. Mm-hmm. And we've actually, um, through that, you know, put on quite a few concerts for, you know, artists um, that we feature. And basically on that, actually, you're very popular on Indie Live Radio, uh-huh. by the way. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we, obviously, you know, we got in touch and I played your, your stuff to begin with. Um, but then it got picked up by some other people. And um, we have a, a Facebook channel where the Facebook members of the group, you know, nominate songs to be played. And usually one of your tracks is in there every that's time they refresh it. So, you know, <laughs> no, I mean, it's like, uh, I think these things, it's, I mean, I've always kind of operated in the uh, country Americana rock sort of areas. And um, when I did the recent EP, it was, it was a bit of a, 
change, well, not so much a change of direction, but it was a slightly, you know, slightly different from the stuff I've I've done before, and um, it was a. Uh, so it's always a, uh, yeah, it's it's great to have a you, you know when people have responding you, you know respond to it positively. So yeah, I mean the one thing you know I will say about sort of uh, I think the coronavirus thing it's been it seems from from London point of view it seems to have been handled so much better up in Scotland. I mean uh, I don't know what the, you know it's it just seems to be a, a whole pile of misinformation and everything down here. So. It's like you know, I can understand why they seem, you know, they've definitely taken, taken it more seriously up north. I think for sure. Yeah, I mean, certainly from everything that I've found, you know, from you know reading stuff online and people that I know that live down in London, the feedback that we get here is that the a lot of people really throughout the whole of the UK seem to uh, think that uh, the first minister. Uh, Nicola Sturgeon has done uh, a fantastic job, yeah. as opposed to you know other people within the UK. Well, I think she's done a cracking job. I think uh, it's like um, I think you definitely feel like you've been uh, steered on uh, on safer paths, you know. So yeah. So to get back to the music, then I mean, obviously, as you said, you're from Murray originally. So was the type and style of music that you perform was that something that was influenced to you as a child or is it just something that's kind of naturally developed i think uh well my dad scott uh he he went out to malaysia well, obviously before i was born uh, i met my mum uh he was a uh, he wasn't you know he, he did the uh, rubber trees and stuff like that and uh so he'd always had that my dad was never musical, but he did like his uh, his old sort of traditional Scottish tunes. So, mm-hmm. and then my mum was she's probably been the biggest influence to me musically in the sense that she, you know she played the guitar. She had the this massive music collection, uh, which was everything. I mean, literally everything, uh, and including this album on. I, I don't know if you ever remember a label called Transatlantic Records back yeah. in the day. Uh, and it had um, this was a taster album, and it had Pentangle, Bert Yanch, the Humble Bums, uh, just a whole load of amazing, amazing artists. I mean, and I must have been, I think I would have been ten, you know, ten years old and listening to to this sort of stuff, and um, it, it couldn't help but kind of rub off of me, you know. It's like as as well as Motown and yeah, whatever was in there. You know, whatever was on top of the pops at that time as well. But but yeah, I think I've always been, I think I've always been influenced by, and even as a teenager, um, all I was interested in as a you know as a teenage boy, Led Zeppelin. That was it. You know, I, I couldn't see past Led, <laughs> could not see past Led Zeppelin. But Led Zeppelin, they had the, you know, in the in their albums, they always had a little country song and a bit of folk music in there too. So. I think just that influence of folk and country and Americana and rock, and it's, it's it's always been there. Yeah. I must admit, it's great, you know, talking about Led Zeppelin because I was a massive uh, Led Zeppelin fan as, as a yeah. youngster. And I am lucky um, that I got to see them um, more than once um, okay. performing, predominantly in the old Apollo in Glasgow, yeah, yeah. which was the music venue in, in yeah. Scotland at the time. It, it was, it was. You know, I, I've been down for a few gigs uh, at, at the Apollo. Um, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. uh, Led Zeppelin, I actually saw in Nebworth in 1979. So uh, you know, I, 
I think uh, how old I was, uh, fifteen, no, sixteen, and uh, I had to, I had to see them, you know. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. So. Uh, because <laughs> yeah. I think you know sometimes um, when, when you're a musician or a singer, obviously there are other artists that influence you, you know, st- styles of music, that kind of thing. Um, but I've always felt that it's important to try and put your own stamp on things, which I think you do very well with think- you know what I've heard from you. Was it a conscious decision to to kind of do it or? Did it just happen? Well, I think, uh, I mean, I've been playing guitar since I was 12. I probably had my first school band when I was 14. And uh, even from that age, um, I always wrote songs. Uh, I think partly, even though I loved, you know, I loved all the bands that were happening and, you know, and I've, I've been influenced by a lot of music. I was just never great at um, at remembering lyrics and, and things, you know, from other people. You know, it's like, it's kind of like if I didn't have a direct connection to it, I, I could never remember it. You know, so it's like um, I always just I just kind of go my own way. I mean, even at home, to be honest, I barely listen to music. Um, my songwriting tends to come from silence and quiet. You know, um, the only times I listen to music is in the car. You know, as soon as I step into the car turn the radio on, you know, it connects to my phone and I've, I've got music happening, you know, but that's the only times I consciously sit and listen to music, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. a, I mean, I write music every, I take it like a job, you know, I get up, I get up in the morning, have a cup of tea and that's me, I'm starting to write straight away, I'm recording, I'm lucky enough, I've got a, a basic recording studio at home, I'm I'm writing and recording up until, up in, you know, up until the coronavirus I was playing a lot, so uh, you always want to make sure that your your shows are good and you're giving your best. So that meant a lot of rehearsals. But I think you know to go back to your original question, it's always I've always wanted to just go, just do my own thing. You know, it's, it's I've, I've never really you know whilst I might be influenced by certain people, I'll never try to sound like them. Like I, I mean, uh, to, to go back to Dick Gawkin, I think you know I think the guy is an absolute national treasure. And uh, his guitar playing was just a huge influence on, on, on me, just the way, he, and there's a massive power to what he does, you know, and even just with an acoustic guitar. And um, so, and, and I love the way that he, I think he was a great songwriter, but I think he was also, a, he is, is also a superb interpreter of songs. He never did something the way, it was originally written, you know, mm-hmm. like I love his version of Pancho and Lefty. I mean, I think what a song, you, you know, so I, I think it's always, I think it's important to bring your own, you know, to bring your own voice to something. Yeah. I mean, I must admit, uh, when I asked you, you know, to, to pick out six tracks and you, you emailed it back to me, I was surprised that Dick Gawkin was in there. More so because he's kind of forgotten about these days, you know, which I think is, is a great shame. And in actual fact, because you sent me that list and that was on it, I spent a couple of days just listening to Dick Gawkin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The guy's amazing, you know, like I love his, I love the, the you know, he's got, um, I just think there's this massive power that he brings to, to, and it's like, to me, he's the, he's a really, serious side of folk music you know mm. and I, 
I love what he does. You know, like I think you know. So yeah, I must admit, uh, I'm looking at the list just now, um, and I was really pleased to see Karen Polwart in there. I absolutely love Karen Polwart. Um, I think she's superb. So I knew that I had uh, Led Zeppelin. I knew that I had Karen Polwart. And I knew that I had King Creosote. Mm. Um, the ones that I had to get um, were Dick Goffin, um, the Steel Drivers, yeah. and John Mayer. Yeah, and yeah. the Steel Drivers was quite new to me. Aye. Um, which I was a wee bit surprised about because I kind of like to, you know, think that I'm pretty well informed. <laughs> um, but that was a, a new name to me. And I've listened into them as well. And really, really great stuff. Well, the steel, like, I love bluegrass. I also, I'm a huge, uh, I'm a big fanboy of uh, Chris Stapleton, you know. Mm-hmm. And so Chris Stapleton's, you know, to hear Chris Stapleton singing bluegrass with that voice and I'll, and that particular that particular song I sent you was it's called uh, "Can You Run," and uh, you know, and Chris Stapleton's he's a Kentucky, you know, he's a Southerner, but he's but he's he's so far removed from being a redneck and a, you know, it's like that's an anti-slavery song, mm-hmm. uh, anti the South, and it I mean it breaks my heart every time I hear that song. I can I can't you know I, I've tried. You know, I've tried playing it a couple of times. I can never finish it without actually choking up. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. just that, you know, and that emotional connection. That, and he's another guy. I think bluegrass is another style of music that gets across that driving rhythm, but at the same time, it's it's delicate as well. You know, yeah. so you know, yeah. uh, I, I mean, I've done, I've just recorded a brand new album. Uh, I've got a scale in, got introduced to. An American producer. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna name names at the moment until we've crossed no, the team that dotted the eyes. Uh, but uh, he was like, uh, you know, he, he's worked with a lot of very cool people in you know like in Americana, and uh, so uh, he was introduced to uh, the album through a an American Highways magazine uh, review, and um, he you know he really enjoyed it and got in touch with me and said, look can you give me some more songs because um so i've got a publishing deal based mm-hmm. around that so i've had to come up with a bunch of new material uh, i mean i've got sort of 13 songs in the album um you know so i think uh five of which are probably directly linked to scotland in some way but but the rest are kind of my version of bluegrass and you know uh, and that mix of of Americana and sort of Celtic. I mean, I, I mean, I say Celtic in the sense that I'm really talking about that Scottish Irish sort of connection. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think that side of it is, as yeah, it's opened up a whole new um, mar- I say market, but uh, I, 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 whether it makes any money, I, I don't care. Um, it's from, from an artistic point of view, it's been a, it's been something that's been amazing to explore. Good, good stuff. That actually brings me back to the Crofter and the Cherokee, right? Now, I absolutely love that song. From the first minute I listened to it and the opening bars of it, um, and it has become very popular on Indie Live Radio. 
Um, is there any kind of history or backstory to it? Well, I mean, in terms of the song, I think um, I I grew up in the Murray Firth, um, right right opposite me. I mean, I can see pretty much the whole of Sutherland, just across the water. It's only a few miles away, you know. You know, uh, so in a good day, you can see all the way up. So I'd always kind of grown up around. You know, my granny was um, uh, an amazing woman, and uh, she had so many stories. And um, so I'd always grown up with the tales of the Highland clearances, and but and then I read an article about um, the Appalachian Trail and how it was actually uh, officially they'd linked it across to the West Highland Way uh, because at one point it was, I mean, you're talking millions of years ago, it was the same piece of rock. Mm. Uh, so I loved that that there's that direct connection you know between. Scotland and the New World, and then once you st- once I started looking at it, it, it just seemed to flow. I mean, uh, I was uh, you know the, the um, about how the the uh, the leader of the Cherokee was a chap called John Ross, you know whose grandfather was was a Highlander. You know, uh, it, it's like he, he you know he happened to be the leader uh, you know during the Trail of Tears, which is supposed the Cherokee's version of. Of the Highland clearances because they were cleared off their land because they yeah. found you know they found gold there you know and uh, so you know for the same similar economic reasons a whole group of people who don't believe in land ownership as such were just basically turfed off and, and told go you know it's like so I think that connection between the 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 crofters and the Native American Indians and and America, and I loved the fact that Georgia, the state, was founded by by Scottish Highlanders. You know, I mean, it's it's the links are are amazing. You know, mm. and and the state of Georgia was founded on principles of no slavery; that there would never be slavery there. I it it didn't turn out that way. You know, and uh, you know, and there were quite a few uh, you know Scottish families made a lot of money out of slavery as well, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's like, but all those connections, fantastic. You know, I mean, I, 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 it, that was just uh, something that uh, I'd never really thought about that much before. And, you know, once I got into it, uh, the songs just, they just came. Yeah. As I say, I mean, it really spoke to me because um, I've always, even from a, being a wee boy, had a kind of affinity to the Indians, the Native American Indians. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we played being cowboys and Indians growing up, and 99% of the time I was an Indian <laughs> as a cowboy. Um, and that kind of led me on later on in life to, to, to sort of read up more about it. And I've mm-hmm. gained quite a lot of knowledge about, you know, all that kind of stuff. And as you say, I do see a lot of similarities to, you know, what happened with the, the, the Highlanders, you know, being turfed off their land. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got about... 10 minutes or so left okay. to go. Um, so looking forward, obviously you've spoken about the, the thing with the, the chap over in America, um, mm-hmm. but more so here within the UK, let's think the coronavirus thing is all over and done with, so we're probably looking at next year at some point. Is there any likelihood that you would come up to Scotland to, to do some gigs or have you done that before? 
Well, I have done. I mean, I played the uh, uh, last year. I, I had a great show at the uh, the Bella Drum oh, right. uh, art, art Festival. You know, I I, I think uh, I think half of my hometown basically turned out to see me, which was really really nice. And uh, I was uh, you know I, I was due I was due to be playing again this year on a bigger stage, and um, mm. which uh, I'm you know really sad didn't happen. Going forward into next year, I've actually um, I've actually bought myself my own little portable PA system uh, with the whole view that even if there's not a huge amount of venues open, I I, I want to be in my car and I want to be up around and playing. And it's definitely, I mean, uh, I'm I'm really super keen to go back to Scotland. I, I mean, I'm, not, I'm I'm up in Scotland every year. Uh, I always, I never holiday abroad. My idea of a good time is uh, is going up to the Highlands with my dog and you know and my missus and and uh, so that's you know and even this year we we managed to get before lockdown really kind of kicked in. You know I had a great uh, you know I had a great week up in Gearlock and and um, so it's you know I just want to get up that uh, yeah. I'm really planning to play as much as I can in Scotland, if I all over, but definitely Scotland. Yeah, because I, I can assure you, it's something that uh, here at Indie Live Radio we would uh, certainly push and promote, oh, thank um, you. you know, yeah. heavily for you. Um, kind of leads me on to another wee favour, if you like. Um, we um, had to move studios to a different site, um, and hopefully next year. Um, we'll be moving in to a real permanent base. Um, and part of what I'm wanting to do going forward when we get to this new base is to do like unplugged sessions. Why? So yeah, yeah. if, you know, you, you are up here, it'd be great if we could uh, arrange for you to come in and do a wee unplugged oh. session, you know, in, inside the studio. I couldn't do it at the old studio because there were people living in flats above where we were. Yeah. And it wasn't the greatest um, sound deadening within the studio yeah, yeah, yeah. space, you know, and didn't want to upset anybody, you know. Well, um, you can count me in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a, as I said, I'm a huge fan of, you know, any kind of music, you know, any, um, a musician. Um, and I, I try to reflect that, um, you know, through the show. And I'm always putting out shouts, you know, for people to, to get in touch with us. Um, because I firmly believe that, in my opinion, new musician, new artist, isn't necessarily a 15-year-old or whatever, you know. It's somebody who doesn't really get the mass airplay, if you like, yeah. from the mainly mainline radio stations. Um, that's really the kind of thing that I'm hoping to, to get no. Well, you know, for indie, you know, for independent veteran musicians like me, I suppose, you know, it's, it's like, you know, I mean, I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I'm absolutely not, um, I've got no problems with my age, you know, it's like, I've been around a while. In terms of being a, a musician, I've only really done this, I've, I've been doing this for two years, so I feel that I'm, I'm doing okay, you know, it's like, you know, I'm kind of building things up slowly. I will, you know, I'll never be famous. I'm I'm ha happy with that. Uh, I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather just you know my ideal would be being you know behind the scenes writing songs for other people. I mean that's that's what I'd love to do. You know mm. um, the uh, going out and performing something that I've on my own something I've, I've had to do. 
I've I've learned to enjoy it. It's something that um, I've always played in, in in band. I've just been the guitarist. Yeah. You know, I've I've never had to sing or do anything. So it's it's like a this is something that's kind of new to me, and I'm learning to be a little bit less stressed and, you know, and anxious about it. But, <laughs> but it's it's like, you know it, it, I do like performing live, and I, I think as I said before, it's for me it's more about just those connections you can make with people. You know, I mean I've met I've met so many great people at you know at gigs and you, you know people who are on my on my wavelength and um it's like uh so yeah hopefully i can get back to you know playing a bit more and you, you know meeting people again but uh it was uh it was great to meet you you know yeah it, i actually you know i i tune into your show every saturday it's, it's the first one that usually goes on you know it's just like a, <laughs> thanks very much <laughs> you, you know oh. and there's always something really good in it so it's mm. it's like a, it's it's my you know i think the one thing through lockdown I've gotten a lot more involved with radio, you know, and mm. I've, you know, I listen to so much more radio than I've ever done before. And, and I think uh, it'd be nice to see, you know, you know, radio getting a bit more, uh, which, which, you know, which seems to have been happening, you know, so, mm. which is great. Well, on that uh, mutual backslapping note, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks very much for taking the time to uh, join me today. Um, as I said, we'll either put it out as a podcast, uh, probably put it out as a podcast and on the show next week. No um, but hopefully we can do this again. It's been fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, and seeing you, Malcolm. And yeah. more power to your elbow in the songwriting. Cheers. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you.